Welcome to the Rediscovering Biblical Manhood podcast. We're growing men who fear the Lord, but do not fear our identity in Christ. The enemy is hard at work in our fallen world. So come on, join us in fighting for the restoration of men's hearts through the church, the word, and our risen Savior, Jesus. Welcome back, listeners. We are here for another episode of Rediscovering Biblical Manhood. Good morning, Jay Teresi. Good morning. And if it's okay with you, I'm going to jump straight into prayer. We're going to roll into this. Heavenly Father, thank you for the opportunity to speak your word today, Lord. Thank you for the listeners, Lord, and thank you for the hearts of men that are that are craving you in all that they do. And Lord, I ask as we discuss more about your word and who you are, Lord, that today can really bring the spirit into a listener's heart so that they can understand you better and we can provide your will in everything we do. Amen. Amen. So Jay, first I want to give a quick shout out to our listeners. Man, we have listeners from all over the world now tuning into this podcast and I'm just so grateful that <laughs> they would love to listen to two dudes in a booth talking about Jesus. I mean, that's pretty cool. Well, it's certainly a blessing and we always sit here. We hope it's helpful. If it is, take what's helpful, leave what's not, and come back and see us again. <laughs> and leave a review as well. That's always helpful for us. So Jay and I have been talking um, about our last week's adventures. And listeners, last week I got to catch up with a whole bunch of um, friends that I have not seen in almost 10 years. Uh, we got to go away to a, a fun city here in the South and uh, and just really spend some good quality time as a community in one house for three straight days. And Jay, I know that you caught up with a mate just last night. Yeah, I did. One of my best friends from kindergarten, and we grew up together, uh, happened to find himself in Atlanta. So he came up for dinner and it was great to see him. He was in my wedding and my wife wow. and I got to catch up with him. It was, he got to see my folks. You know, this was somebody I, I grew up with for 20 years. So it was, it was, I text with him all the time, but I rarely get to see him in person anymore. So it was great. So to the listeners tuning in right now, here's a question for you. When you meet up with a buddy or a group of friends that you have not seen in a long time, whether it be over a dinner or over a weekend, like what happens for you listeners? I know for me, what happened this week was the immediate thing after the hug and the, and the tears and the catch up is we go straight into memories of what we've done in the past, um, almost traditions or um, routines that we used to do when we worked together or hung out together. And then of course, we lean into the people that were around us at the time and what are they doing right now? And so Jay and I thought it would be an interesting topic this week because there is a fine line when you're catching up with old friends or even speaking with friends in the current present to speak mm -hmm. about somebody else when they're not present. And when they're not present, does that become gossip? And so today's topic, Jay and I were thinking, let's talk about this idea of being a Christian man and what happens when it comes to speaking about others. Yeah, I think it's a really interesting topic, especially in today's day and age. We live in the information age, and yet there's more wrong information out than probably ever before in history. Uh, Mark Twain has that great saying that uh, a lie makes it around the world before the truth even gets its shoes on. So we live in a really tough environment where saying rough things about people has become okay. But gossip has always been a problem. Proverbs says it's like a tasty morsel, but it goes down and it doesn't do good things on the inside. <laughs> you know, and, and, and you got to, as you develop and mature, 
you got to think through and think about as a man, when am I getting information and catching up versus crossing the line into judgment? So delicious morsel, Jay, what does that even mean? What's a, what's a morsel? Like a tasty treat? A dog treat? Scooby snack. <laughs> a Scooby snack. Well, we're dating ourselves. Scooby snacks. The, uh, our pastor last week was talking about how fun sin is for a season. You're doing it right, and then it's not so fun. You're reaping the consequences. And one of the other things I've been thinking a lot about this week, because I read it a couple of different times, is about the fact that the way you judge the world is how you will be judged. The things you have to say about people is the things that will say about you. It's kind of like a universal law of God. And it's different from agreeing with something and, and enabling something that's not healthy. That's not loving. But mm. when you are talking about somebody who's not there in a way that is judging them, their family, their behavior, their attitudes in a way that is gossipy, that is you've crossed the line. And, and you have to really take a step back as a believer to say, what am I judging here? And where does it really come from? Because the Bible says it. Modern psychology says it. When we're gossiping about somebody, we're generally talking about the traits in them that we don't like in ourselves, but we don't want to acknowledge we have. That's a really good distinction, Jay. I heard a very interesting um, definition of what gossip is, because for me, I don't think that there's one, one specific scripture that provides an actual definition for gossip in one location. I think we've got Proverbs, we've got Matthew, we've got Luke. There's some spots as well where he they make reference to um, but John Piper, a preacher, a pastor that, that you and I have spoken about a lot on this podcast, as well as uh, throughout our time together, he had a great way of summarizing the Bible's teaching on the topic of gossip. And he says that the sin, as you said, the sin of gossip is bearing bad news behind someone's back out of a bad heart. And so this functional definition, if you will, um, considers the action itself of talking about it of talking about whatever the content is or the, or the person is, but really it's, it's speaking to the, not only just the situation in which it occurs, but the motivations of the people behind us. And, and you and I could probably really lean in deep and talk about the motivation of a bad heart. It's pretty amazing how fast gossip occurs too, right? When people are together, like how quickly conversations turn to people that aren't there, which is interesting if you think about it, like why would we even do that? But it's clearly a human problem. It's clearly part of the fallen and broken world. I mean, if Proverbs goes out of its way to address it multiple times, that book's 3,000 years old. So you say, okay, this has been a problem plaguing human society for a while. Why do we want to do it? Why are we so tempted? Well, you know, I think it starts with we love to build ourselves up and put ourselves on a pedestal. And that's where gossip starts, right? That's where it starts. Or, or, the, or the quote around, well, if it's true, it's not gossip. Oh, God, I, that, that is unbelievable when you hear that. Well, and, 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 it, and it somehow, I think, in a twisted way, we think we're building camaraderie with the other person. But when you go back to that, how you would judge is how you will be judged. You know, when you're gossiping with somebody, we always forget the idiom that the moment they leave, they're going to be gossiping about you. I think about what Joseph, back in Genesis, brought about his brothers. They labeled that as a bad report. Um, and so just because somebody did something actually wrong doesn't mean that we need to go along with it or that we get to talk about it with others at the same time. Yeah, I mean, if you think back through the, through the spirit, we're supposed to walk in love. So, you know, where is it cross lining to gossip? If somebody's doing something incorrect and we start to talk about it, we acknowledge it. 
it turns into gossip, I think, when we're talking about it and there's no potential outcome here that's helping the other person. So do we just not speak? That, that, that's, that's been a question that we were talking about actually as a group of friends this week because we were trying to, as we were walking through this idea of, are we gossiping when they're not in the room? Aren't we just catching up when they're not in the room? We're just filling in everybody about what's going on in their lives within the room. Um, we were talking about what is it within our hearts that's causing that as well as how is or what are some ways that we can jump from talking about someone behind their back when they're not in the room to actually informing people but then moving on? Well, and what should be the Christian response? So let's talk about this for a second. We are called to intercession. So let's just say a topic comes up. You meet a friend you haven't seen for a while and you say, oh, well, this happened to me last night. We, My friend and I were catching up on you know five or six people that he does a better job than I do following people's lives and talking with them and texting with them. From our from our youth, and are so you I, saying that he's on Facebook more than you are, Jay? <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's just well, he still lives where we grew up, and and he's, he's great. better at it than I am. But you know, one of the questions was, "Oh, I haven't talked to so and so in so long. How's he doing?" And he would catch me up on his life. I think as a Christian, if he has a bad report, to your point, well, this yeah. is what's happening in his life. He got a divorce, blah blah blah. There's two paths here. One path is you can start gossiping about, well, he was always a blank, and this blank, and that blank. Or what's the Christian response? The Christian response, I think, according to the Bible and what I've learned, ought to be, let's stop and pray for that right now. Let's stop and pray for what's happening in his life. Let's intercede. Let's ask the Lord to lean in. That sounds really pious, what I just said, but the reality is, how do you stop gossip? Our response to gossip shouldn't be to feed it. It should be to intercede for it. What is happening in that person's life and how can we invite Jesus? How do you want me to pray for them? You want me to call him, Lord? Do I am I called to get involved personally, or just from here? Can I ask the Lord to intercede? It is really hard to gossip about somebody you're praying for. There is a term that I I've used when I've worked with um, other trainers. So some of the the work that I've done in the past is train the trainer, and when it comes to actual technique in building another trainer, one of the the terms or labels that we've given part of the training has been this term, competitive interestingness. Think about that for a second. Competitive interestingness. Now, similar to just before you were talking about prayer there, Jay, have you ever been in a conversation where it's starting to involve gossip? Now we are gossiping and now somebody sees your gossip and then comes in with the higher gossip on top of your gossip. So they did this. Well, actually, I've seen them do this. Oh, really? I've seen them do this, this, and this. And it becomes this idea of, again, feeding myself and the information that I, oh man, we should probably do a whole episode on controversy, Jay, but this idea of feeding myself because I know more gossip than you do. And so I'm piling on and I'm almost like competing to be more interesting in the conversation in that moment. Yeah, I see it a lot, especially in the workplace. And I've been highly attuned to this for a long time. So I don't get involved in a lot of gossip because people don't involve me because they know I wander away from the conversations. So I'm sure there's plenty of tasty morsels being said about me as a result. But you're exactly right, Chica. And I, I see it a lot in family, which drives me nuts. You know, my oh, kids boy. know, my kids know if one of my sibling, one of my children is not around and they start to talk about them. Because we all know everything about each other, man. I'll snap that in a second. Like I, I'm very sensitive, and maybe it's because I dealt with bullying when I was a kid. I'm not sure, but I'm highly sensitive to when we cross the line and we're we're gossiping about somebody. And the older I get, the more I get into my Christian walk, the more I realize, like Jesus, that is just not a character trait. And if we're 
if his life is flowing through us, when we start to hear gossip, it should burn our ears, but not in the good way, in the bad way. Like our, we should be very uncomfortable. And I think a challenge for all of us, myself included, is really listening deeply to the conversations we're a part of, Chica, for about what exactly what you just said. Even mm. with our own spouses, you know, one place it's very easy to gossip. Oh yeah, is when you're chatting with your wife. And, uh, and, and cause you know, now that's a really safe place and we can start judging everybody in half the world. And my wife and I sometimes will, will pause and we'll be like, man, we're judgmental. We got to stop. We got to pray. This is not right. So you catch yourself. Cause I've, I've, I've been in a moment and, and maybe this is a great for all the men on this podcast, when your spouse or, or somebody very intimate with you, your spouse comes to you and starts to gossip. Like, how do you intercede in that moment? Is it to your point, Jay, grabbing hands and saying, let's just pray for that person? Because I know that if I was to do that all the time, she may be upset thinking that I'm not listening to her out. She, again, is not gossiping. She's just informing. You had an interesting interaction with my wife not long ago. We were talking about uh, a friend and I said, well, I got, I I, I said something that, I, I don't know that it was gossip, but I just, I called out something that I'm like, man, they're not, they're not seeing it. And um, she said, are you going to talk to him about it? I go, what do you mean? She goes, well, that's what a loving friend would do. Doesn't iron sharpen iron? Oh, wow. Or are you just going to avoid it? And I was like, uh, we're supposed to love people, right? This is so hard because we're, we're fallen and, and we're broken, but we also have new hearts when we're believers. And so we're being regenerated. And so, but we're still part of the world. And guess what? Our world loves to gossip probably more now than ever with social media and all this. Mm. And, and, just love to tear people down and build ourselves up. It's it's part of the fallen sin nature. It's like a really, really big part of it. So Chica, I think you're spot on, which is even in our closest relationships where we feel the safest and like it might even be, I'm using air quotes, okay to gossip because, well, this is my wife. It's really like, we're just talking. Gossip is deadly. It is just deadly. A whisperer separates close friends, right? A whisper, and that, that could be your close friend. It could be you, Jay. It could be... Uh, my spouse, if if I continue to whisper about people that are not in the room. And so as as we kind of roll down this hill, I do want to take this up next week again, Jay, or next time we get together. But I'd love to just spend a little bit of time speaking about the bad part piece of what we brought up at the start of the the, the podcast, because I truly think this is a this is a flesh thing. This is this is spawning from our our hearts in this in this world. Yeah, and I think for me this week, now that we're talking about it, remember episode one, Chica, and you, you, you said that brain thing one about, you know, you buy a new car, you start to see that car everywhere. What's it called? Um, RTV, reticular activation vision or syndrome or something to that effect. So now that we're talking about this, we're going to be highly attuned to gossip everywhere is my guess. The question- Or, or stop it, or stop it. See <laughs> well, it. We're, we're going to see it, but the question I'm going to have for myself this week, and this is how I'm going to be thinking about it is, when I hear people gossiping or when I'm tempted to get involved, what is it exposing in me? What is the character trait in me that I'm uncomfortable with that I don't want to acknowledge and address? And I want to bring that to the Lord and say, okay, Lord, we're all talking about this thing about that person. Clearly, we all don't like that about ourselves. Where do I strengthen that in myself? Because this, I think, is a great opportunity to look in the mirror, to see what is it about my own heart that is bothering me today. I've just brought up Matthew 12. Listen to this, Jay. Either make the tree good and its fruit good, or make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For the tree is known by its fruit. You brood of vipers, how speak good when you are evil? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. 
And so this this not only is for me when I'm speaking about um, things or people that are not in the room, right? But it's also that that sometimes keen ear to want to lean in and listen on the other side, right? So it's not just what I'm speaking. My heart's also craving potentially the the controversy or the or the gossip or the um the story or the information. And then I was also thinking as you were speaking about what you want to do this week, Jay. For me, I think another form of gossip, and maybe this will be part of that controversy episode, is this idea of when I see something online and then I think of the five people I want to forward it to because it's new information of a new thing that's come up, I will instantly forward it. And so whether it's a reel or something political or the new rah-rah that's happening in the world, I feel like that's almost a form of gossip slash controversy too. You know, one of the things we have to think about is even if you're participating just by listening, you're part of it. You're part of it. And so as a believer, how do we rise above that? How do we separate? How do we learn from? How do we intercede for? This is a challenge because it's very easy, especially in our society, to go with the flow on this topic. And we're all guilty of it. There is not a guiltless person listening to this, including you and me, that has not Mm -hmm. been part of this. Mm -hmm. Far more often, if our conversations of our entire lives were played out, and they will be, the day you die, you, you're going to get to go back through every conversation you ever had. There are some things we wouldn't be proud to have played in public that we said about people that we claim to love and support. And so that is something to really reflect on, I think. Oh, that's a really heavy. Could you say that one more time? If not, I'm going to repeat it anyway. <laughs> the people well, that we love and support. The question is, and I, I, I get challenged by this every day because I lead a company, so I have to talk about people with other people. And where does when you're talking about performance, where does that draw the line of gossip to really you know, be clear-eyed? Right, right. exactly. And if it's true, it's not gossip, Jay. Well, that also is probably not right. I love that's how people, that's how people excuse themselves, right? Yep. No, really, the reality is, what are we going to do about it? If something comes up with somebody we say we love and support, and two of us are gossiping about somebody else, what are we going to do about it? How are we going to stop it? How are we going to call each other out, ourselves out, intercede, and then go to that person um, in love and and just and just support it? And the other thing I would say is, I almost hesitate to say this. We should probably all ask Jesus this week: Is there anybody I need to go reconcile with that I have wronged? I need to make it right through the sin of gossip. I think for me this week, Jay. I want to do what you said that you do at the workplace when it comes to me finding myself falling into either wanting to listen or contribute to a, a conversation that is sin of gossip. And so for me, it's this week, the the catch is going to be expose it and then walk away from it, right? So if something's, if, if there's a story building amongst a spouse, a friend or a group of friends that, you know, okay, great. We've talked about this. We can now move on from it, right? And so I think that it's it's doing what you were saying, which is trying to cut myself out of falling into this sin. Um, and I want to finish today, Jay and listeners, uh, with with a quote from First Corinthians, which is, "No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man." So when you think gossip, no temptation has overtaken you that is common to man. God's faithful, and He will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, He will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. So I think that there is some win there. And when we think about the good news that we don't have to gossip, it's because Christ Jesus bore all of our gossip, and I'm doing air quotes here, in the in the body on the tree, right? 
He died the death that our gossip deserved. So this week, with every temptation, when we want to speak about somebody or we want to listen a bit more or forward that controversy, you know, know that God provides that escape where we can expose, cut ourselves out, and walk away because the temptation is is there. But it, and even though it may not go away easily, um, that morsel, the Scooby snack that Jay was talking about, as much as it may continue to make our our mouth water. Um, we've got God's grace, and we need to trust in that so we don't have to give in to the temptation. For everyone here that is a parent, if someone gossiped about your child, it would just kill you. It would just wound you so deeply. And every human being on this planet, God views as his child. So when we gossip, we are wounding the God we claim to love. I think about that because we're against one of his children. So how can we think about that this week? That's heavy, but it's something to think about. So let's pray through that. And we'll pick this up next week. Lord, thank you for the opportunity to talk about difficult things and address difficult things. I confess I'm guilty of some of this repeatedly throughout my life against your children. Just want to meditate on that this week, think about that, ask you what to do about that. And we just pray that you would guide us forward. Give us sensitive ears and sensitive spirits to become interceders and protectors of your children, the world around us. In your name that we pray. Amen.